Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. For a very special episode of... Couples Therapy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Couples Therapy of 2023. The future. Honestly, it's a year that doesn't seem real to me. I'm kind of not. Everyone's like, 2023 is going to be my year. I'm just like, it's not even a year. I don't even acknowledge it. I yeah. don't see it. 2022 was the last of the normal years. And that was barely normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was already like 2022. It's like total recall. I can't. 2023, done. We are now on a futuristic plane. I want nothing to do with it. Yes. In 2023, our eyes were bulging out on Mars. Did I say 2023? Yes, 2022. Okay. It's okay. In 2023, our eyes will be bulging out on Mars. Honey, my eyes will be watching God like Zora Neale Hurston. Okay. Um, We are recording this, of course, in the morning. First thing, first, the, thing. first thing in the morning, I do want to say, though, really quickly, you may have noticed our theme was a little different this go-round. Would you call it a very special theme? I think I would call it a very special theme for a very special episode. Mm-hmm. And that theme <laughs> was written, performed by listener CTQC member extraordinaire Catatouille. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm putting out your real name, your full government name, Catatouille. You know who you are, sister girl. But yes. Catatouille you- wrote this. 
And this was like for me. This was actually just for me, Naomi. We don't dox people. No. We don't dox no. people. Not on this show. But when I listened to it, I was like, can we please play that on a very special episode? Yeah. And I think this episode is special because it's just you and me, boo. Yes. That's what's special about it. We said start of the new year. Uh-huh. Let's get back to basics. Uh-huh. We say we're a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. <laughs> Let's just do that today. Let's be that couple. Let's be that couple of chuckleheads connecting one-on-one we are we're staring deeply into each other's eyes we are as we talk into microphones i know well i'm doing that to really let you know not to interrupt me because i'm trying to finish a sentence (laughs) that's how i'm doing it is this real intimacy naomi is this looking into each other's eyes like this (laughs) with microphones without yeah andy this is real intimacy (laughs) this is what it is did we do it we achieved real intimacy in 2023 God, don't say it in that voice. <laughs> Did we do it? Did we achieve real intimacy? Don't make people pass forward. Ugh. Uh, look, folks, <laughs> trust, trust me, the voice was deployed as a uh, as a humorous way of, of uh, doing that. Okay, don't worry. I'm never going to use that voice again. That, I don't think you can promise that. I think we got a long year ahead. You can't promise that you won't use a voice again, Andy. You don't know what's going to strike you. You don't know what's going to take you over in that way. I'll say this. If I get hired... Mm-hmm. To do a voiceover at a cartoon. Okay. And they want that voice. Yep. I will deploy it. Okay. So for money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That voice can only yeah. be bought. Is that I'm what you're a private voiceover artist. Voiceover artist for money. Okay. Private dancer. That's what was happening there. Okay. Excellent. Um, I'm a private Benjamin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes. So we, we thought, hey, first episode back for the year we have a bunch of of cool guests coming up but why don't we just like back to basics this is what the show is let's but also just like let's just kick it let's do something a little different and what better way you know people be talking about resolutions and changing it up and it's like let's just do me and you something new for the pod all right if you've come to us because you saw us as one of grinders top 10 podcasts welcome we will have several gay icons coming to you this year. But right now, it's just us. A sex negative, a sex neutral couple <laughs> who are here to tell you things. And you know what else? Speaking of ch changes we also said we're going to have a little, we want to do a little something different. Now, Andy, yes. you did ask listeners, you know, a few weeks back, you know, to leave us those five-star reviews because we I love those did. reviews. But you said, give us a little something else. I did. I said, hey, Leave us a five-star review. These are really... The, uh, people came through for us. They did. I, I really want to thank you. It's everyone. a family affair. It really helps. Y'all are real ones. It helps boost the show on Apple or Spotify. Yep. It helps people find the show. 2023 is the year where we break into the mainstream now. Yeah, this is the year people find the show. Uh, 2023. It's going to be smartless. <laughs> and uh, Armchair expert. Call my daddy. Or what is it? <laughs> call my daddy. Well, it's not that far off. It is. I think. I think that podcast is called "Call Me, Call Me Daddy." No, no, it's "Call My Daddy." It's like <laughs> okay. So you just. I want to be picked up from the sleepover. Call my daddy. That's what every episode's about. <laughs> I want to be picked up from a sleepover <laughs> when you're eight years old. Oh my god, really? That ever happened to you, by the way? Absolutely. Oh, really? I was gonna say I. I wasn't been... picked up though, but I always wanted to go home. Oh. <laughs> I never wanted to leave a sleepover. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's you. That's right. <laughs> but we ask people to leave the five star review and to tell us the worst, the worst person, person they, they dated, dated in their read, review. We'd read some of them on the show. So, you know what, Naomi? Resolutions. Did I say that? Yes. Yes. Am I fulfilling that? Yes. 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 More lame than bad. 
on our first date, he took me to White Castle and didn't pay for me. <gasps> wow. For Christmas, he gave me a hot water bottle, not even wrapped. <laughs> not a cute one that looks like a sheep, a brick red drugstore hot water bottle. Not wrapped. This is all one person? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Love White Castle and a uh-huh. hot water bottle. You be cramping? Uh-huh. I want to know if you be cramping. I need to know what made that person pick a hot water bottle of all the gifts to give. Because they're Krampus. They're Krampus giving it to you because you're cramping. I guess so. That's what I want to know. How much cramp? You got a lot of cramping going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. Okay, next person. And then I just want to add this uh, at the bottom. It says, love Naomi's feud with Brian Safi, too. <laughs> well, look. You know, I tell Brian every time, you know, jealousy is a disease. I know me in 2023, I've been inoculated. I've gotten my vaccine against all the COVIDs and jealousy, but I don't think he has. You've got your bivalent booster. Against jealousy. Mm Mm-hmm. I love Naomi and Andy. They're my favorite couple. I have a parasocial relationship with. The worst person I dated said he had a flexible moral compass and (laughs) didn't think, wait, wait for it, and didn't think what Rachel Dolezal did was a big deal. (laughs) Very embarrassing. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good one. By good one, I mean terrible one. But that is so specific. And that is like, wow, like a walking just red flag. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the five-star review. That person that you dated gets one star. Uh Uh, Here's the worst relationship I've had. I was with a man for seven years who did, in fact, wear Tevas really often, which haunts me. Tevas are sandals? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He He wore them often. Yeah. Which haunts me. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what? Yes, you know I don't. I, you know I don't appreciate a Tiva in general. However, I don't know if that's like the world's worst. But the fact that you're haunted, mm-hmm. you know, that's your journey. Mm-hmm. He also really. Okay, it gets worse. Oh, he also really <laughs> loved looking at maps for fun. <laughs> okay, okay, okay not, not terrible. Uh, I've been known mm-hmm. to to look at a map. Not for fun though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I've, I, when I was a kid, I had a book of Middle Earth maps. Okay, sure. That's art, though. That, it, it was. And I'm also like, I didn't, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> I, got, I had a gift certificate. I got a gift certificate to like B. Dalton or something for to a Middle Earth store. For like Hanukkah or something like that. I, and I got that there. But I don't remember like, I remember like looking at it and then like, that was it. Like it's, it's at my parents' house right now. I can't believe that's what you picked. I had all the books. I was I was obsessed at the time. I was like twelve. Okay. Uh, do 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 do. Oh, he also really loved looking at maps for fun and collected quote unquote pimp canes. <laughs> His words, not mine. One of which looked like okay on theme. One of which looked like Gandalf's staff, but he still called it that. Luckily, he's also a raging narcissist, so I don't feel bad about making fun of him for these things. That's true. Wow. Okay. That. That person contains multitudes, mm-hmm. but we also now writer. Thank you for the five star review. We got to talk about seven whole years of your life. That was seven years, and you're telling me I'm trying to paint the portrait of this person who is both Tevas, maps for fun, pimp cane collector. See, here, I guess this is the thing that is a very you know trying to put that all together is I'm imagining like a child's drawing of a mixture of markers and it's just you know what I mean like uh-huh. I can't I cannot get a portrait of who that person is like a child drawing a wizard and it's like this is a parakeet and, and this then it's, is and it's like this is all scribbles uh, and I don't understand oh, oh I see what you're saying you're you know saying it was it was abstract yeah it's is, like when a child just does scribbles in different colors and I'm like I don't even know what any of these are yeah. I can't put it together into a person this is a one Moreau of a paint of a person. Exactly. <laughs> a one Moreau painting of a person. Exactly. Yeah. 
a Kandinsky human. Okay, Kandinsky just, uh, human. Um, well, that's elevating it. Okay, I just say that's some scribbles. <laughs> I just say that person is scribbles. But those human, are really good. A human Rauschenberg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but <laughs> this is the thing. I was like, if the person wasn't a raging narcissist, if that was a nice person, you would never have like. It might have been like an oddity that all those things. Although the pimp canes. No, the pimp canes. Quote unquote pimp canes exactly. is a little. Calling like, them. Mm. But then also them look like one of them looking like Gandalf's staff. And I'm telling you, Gandalf was not a pimp. Okay. Yes, he did t- take smaller people and make them work for him. Okay. <laughs> he did say you got to go on this journey. Whether you want to or not, you shall not pass. Okay. It's very pimp like. Unless you give me the money. <laughs> Unless you give me that jewelry. <laughs> Unless you give me that jewelry, you shall not pass okay but he's not a pimp can you imagine though <laughs> a 70s black exploitation film yeah. with yes. uh, where the pimp was a wizard yes. with a wizard stuff absolutely i can't should be written should exist probably does there's almost a crossover the bankin and rass uh ver- bankin and rass is that right yes cartoon version of the lord of the rings has like some disco songs in it and there's one called Where There's a Whip, There's a Way. <laughs> Have I talked about this before? I'm sure I've had Not- to talk about it because I'm obsessed with this. Well, Andy, I probably blocked it out. <laughs> there's a song in there, a disco song called Where There's a Whip, There's a Way. Mm-hmm. Where there's a whip, there's a way. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's Look it up. Fun. Look it up. I feel like a drag queen should lip sync to that. Oh, point. Cause that oh song sounds God. like, yeah, that's it. Man. That's how you get me to watch drag. Have <laughs> someone do a lip sync to the Rankin and Bass <laughs> Lord of the Rings song, Where There's a Whip, There's a Way. Please, please, any drag queens that are listening, please do that. You, so you guys, as you can tell, we do enjoy hearing about some of the worst people who have crushed your romantic paths. And we have decided we want to keep them coming and we're going to incentivize you, mm-hmm. all right? If you leave a five-star review, again, it's got to be five stars. Five mm-hmm. stars only. Gotta be. Okay? Between now and the end of January, mm-hmm. with the worst person you ever dated, whether that's one day or seven years, you will be in the running to win a couple's therapy love prize pack. <laughs> a love prize pack, okay? I'm calling it a prize pack. I know. You started it as a prize pack. I thought it was so funny. And now I'm like, prize pack, which includes a Bill Crisafi plush okay yeah so i don't know i don't know if we talked about this on this or on the no, it was on, on the, the patreon it was but, on the page but essentially i got naomi some stocking stuffers bill krasafi one of our favorite artists all right amazing artist brilliant. does a lot of funny uh dark twisted things andy ended up getting two by accident we have an extra and we believe that you should never stop giving so we are passing it on to the person we pick at random who leaves up a who leaves us a five-star review about the worst person they've ever dated. Yes. Okay. Between now and the end of January. You got between now and the end of January. All right. And yes, we are trying to get them five-star reviews going at the top of the year. Okay. That wasn't necessarily the plan, but I see now as I say it out loud, that is what will happen. And you know what? Yes, that's what we need. That's what we need. Okay. I want to be the top 10 podcasts on every dating app, on every website. In every print magazine that still mm-hmm. exists. It's going to be call my daddy and couples therapy. <laughs> in the, send the same breath. Daddy, call me <laughs> and couples therapy. Hey, daddy, call me. I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back home in about 10 minutes. Naomi, th- th- I, you know, I've said before how like 
I'm I'm always like ranging on uh, rapping grandma territory, mm-hmm. rapping granny territory. Yeah, because I'm like if I say like a slang word, I'm, I feel way too old to to use slang. I was thinking this morning, I'm like I've always been like this. No, no, no I've always been yeah, this like yeah. weird indie rock kid. You're a nerdy white guy in a in a world of. Uh, the Stone Temple Pilots. I don't know. <laughs> in a in a, uh, a a Britney Spears world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So like I've always been a rapping granny. Right. I should just in 2023. I should just embrace. You should. Absolutely. That's who I am. That's who you are. You are. That I'll always be rapping granny. You are. I told you, you're a nerdy white guy. You are a white guy who says this is who I am. Uh-huh. I'm not changing. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be hip. And I think it's beautiful. But I'm cool and hip in my own way, right? You know, in in indie rock circles, right? Right, I don't know them circles. I can't attest. I can't attest to your coolness within said circle. But you do have a lot of fun band shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I met Steve Malkmus, he'd think I was cool, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be like, "Oh, this dude's cool. We should hang out, right?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Now, mm-hmm. I think it's time. Okay. I think it's time. Okay. Are you right? <laughs> it's time for. It's time for. That network of mine, Nickelodeon. It's time. It's time for that network of mine. Do you remember that cartoon? Okay, you're really coming from the past right now with a whip and a Nickelodeon. We have not had breakfast yet, Naomi. All right? I am loopy as fuck. I know. All right? I know. I'm embracing... 2023, I'm embracing rapping granny. That means randomly singing Nickelodeon Nickelodeon cartoons (laughs) from my youth. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've got comments, we've got updates, we've got things that people have wanted to tell us. Yes, yes. If you remember, when I had COVID, I got backed up with with keeping up with the updates, with keeping up with comments, all right? So yesterday, I went through every comment and update. Wow. Look, if you send it in, I will listen. I can't promise to play it because we don't have enough room, but your words will be heard. Your words will be heard. And I will respond in my brain. And that's what is beautiful. <laughs> you just looked at me. You're like, what? I know. I was like, <laughs> the fuck does that get mean? to it. I just want to know your words don't just go into the ether. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I have called the most pertinent, the mm-hmm. ones that I think everyone we can remember what they refer to mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. the last couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to play them for you. Naomi. Absolutely. Thank you. I love it. I'm going to start out. This is a question specifically for you. Okay. This is a okay. question. So not an update or a comment, but a question. Okay. Specifically for you. I just want to start out with okay. it. Okay. A little amuse-bouche. Ha- happy to answer. A little amuse-bouche. You know, we're getting our feet wet. Absolutely. As we go into this. Here we go. Hello. Uh, so this is a very practical question. And uh, Naomi, I'm sorry to call you out, but uh, Carol has fantastic hair on this latest season of Mythic Quest. It is not only luxurious, it is uh, realistic, it is, uh, it's, it's a character onto itself. Regardless to say, uh, I have been smitten not only by Carol's visibility and just uh, the comedy of her, but also just the like beauty of her hair. And uh, as, you know, an avid fan, I am just a lover of uh, the Naomi Paragon universe. I wanted to know where uh, this hair was from. Is it a lace front? Is it just a movie magic? I would like you to speak on this. I think it it would help uh, the world, Uh, not to be hyperbolic, but yeah, that is truly my question. And I know this is like a line for like, you know, serious issues. And frankly, this in, in these trying times, this would be something that would be greatly helpful just to understand the science of 
uh, Carol's hair and how we can all achieve that level of effortless beauty. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, love the show. Andy, love you too. And, uh, also, I love a Lifetime movie. Not to plug the other show, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Never apologize for plugging the other show. Okay. And thank you for asking. Thank you. You know, you said this is a question that could help the world. And you know what? Yes. Yes, it can. I believe you. Um, thank you for acknowledging my hair. Uh, her name is Cheryl. Okay. That is a wig. Wait, it, for real? Yeah, I named her Cheryl. <laughs> my wig's name is Cheryl. Cheryl was made to measure for my head for season three. Because you love Cheryl Crow so much? No. And it is, um, it's funny because I was like, I want to do a wig this season because I'm trying to save. First of all, I'm a regular, so they actually said they were going to invest in my look this season. I said blessings. Okay, blessings all around. Um and I wanted to save time and also protect my own hair. But then it's funny because the wig is actually like, so part of why it's looking so seamless, so flawless is like my own hair. It's like kind of the front of my own hair and then it sort of clips into the back and then they're sort of blending it. So you're getting a blend going on in the front, which is why it's looking very seamless because that front and that part is my own. And then you're getting the length in the body of Cheryl. You know, and when Cheryl's on, I'm professional. Mm -hmm. Okay. When Cheryl is on, I am in charge of diversity, inclusion, equity, hiring, firing, wiring. So okay. do you really, is it like Nick Cage? You know, like Nick Cage, for every movie he does, he has a different hairdo and it kind of like locks him into the character. Can you never, ever compare me to Nicolas Cage again? But yes. So wait, it's like, so it's it's kind of like a wig and a weave-ish because it, it takes your hair and weaves it in. No, there's no weaving going on. Okay. It's literally just a wig, and it's just like sort of the way it's uh, shaped. Is I don't know how to describe it, but basically, yeah, it's just a wig. But it's funny because they still have to use my own hair on the front, and I have some grays between getting my own front right, and then like they would like paint strand by strand the grays out. Strand by strand. Yes, it was like because it's like I don't have a whole lot, but you know they're bright and they really it's shock. It's kind of like a visual shock as they describe them. Where they're like, let's kind of like, you know, layer yeah. them out. You're not rogue. It was still taking me. It was still, I was still in the chair for like 45 minutes to an hour just for my hair anyway. So I'm like, okay, if we do season four, we're going to have to do something where there is like no, none of my hair at all. But thank you for acknowledging Cheryl, okay? Because um, she is a wig. It's also <laughs> movie magic. She is made for my head and my head alone. I also wore her for my David Letterman taping. I did go to the set and go, I need to borrow Cheryl. I need to borrow Cheryl. <laughs> so I will take her, you know, wherever they'll let me. But technically, she is property of Lionsgate Television. Do you think they'll give it to you? No. <laughs> Maybe when the show was over. But no. All right, Hammy. Now, <laughs> we got a comment here. Do you remember the caller? Um, this was uh, in the introduction, I think, to Jared Goldstein's episode. But uh, she called in and she's like, uh, basically, uh, Gen X men are the ones who want to eat ass. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she doesn't want any of that. Yep. And, um, well, she has a follow-up to what we said. And then I've got, by the way, I've got a clap back to this follow-up. Whoa, That's right. Whoa. That's right. I'm clapping back. In <laughs> in about two minutes, I'll be clapping back to this wow. follow-up. Stand by, guys. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by for a clap back. By the way, I'm really sad it wasn't a weave because I really had in my head the pun decision to weave, and I really wanted to use that. I'm well, sad now. You got it out. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? Who gives a shit? It sounds like 
It doesn't matter. I just had to get out of my head because it was poisoning my brain. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, um, just following up on my last comment that was played on your episode about ass eating. Uh, <laughs> Andy had said something about me being single because I don't want my ass eaten, but I just wanted to clarify. I didn't really go into detail with the three minutes. Um, I'm not single because of that. I could definitely work something out if that was the case or find somebody who doesn't want to eat my ass. But unfortunately, I've only found men who just want to like take my money or take advantage of me or um, they're intimidated by my independence. And I'm also a single parent of eight years. So, you know, I'm just kind of doing my thing and I don't have to worry about ass eaters and I don't have to worry about anybody taking my money. And I'm sure, yes, there's somebody out there at some point that I will find, but I am not looking currently. So thank you. I just want to let you know, it's not just about the ass eating. It's just about being a badass bitch. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> that is so funny that she would call back to be like, I am clarifying that I am single by choice. It's like, okay, sis. I understand you are a queen. Now, I went back and listened to that intro. I did not say. I know you didn't. I, I you did didn't. not say. You got it. Look, it's either let let a Gen X dude eat your ass or you're going to be single for the rest of your life. What I said was, I think there is a gulf between the ass eaters, and the the people who are stealing your money. I think there is a spectrum of people. Right, right. Between, there are options between yes, ass are, eaters and thieves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the <laughs> phrase that pays. That's the phrase that pays. All right. Mm-hmm. But thank you for calling back and letting us know. Uh, no, Naomi, we have a comment from... Uh, this is from Christmas in July. So remember, mm-hmm. we opened up the Christmas in July episode. Yep, the page up. Um, so with Bridger Weininger. So everyone got to hear it, and and everyone now has to hear Mrs. Claus and can never get that out of their heads. Sorry. No, it took. It, it was get stuck it in up, my head. I would when we first heard that song. I would wake up in the middle of the night with it stuck in my head. I know. And then when I put the uh, the episode out again, I re-listened to it just to make sure that we didn't pop off at the mouth on the Patreon and be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't release this. But uh, then it was stuck again in my head. And it only went out of my head I when I wrote that Hanukkah song. And that's that what replaced you it. That replaced and it. And that's the power of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's a comment. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I was just listening to the Christmas in July in December episode, and Naomi had mentioned uh, that her psychiatrist had ghosted her, and it reminded me when she had mentioned being struck ill. Uh, Just to tell a little story, in 2011, I uh, came down with bacterial meningitis and did exactly that, disappeared from the face of the earth for about five days after they rushed me to the hospital and put me in an induced coma. Hopefully, uh, that was in July and everything's okay. I just wanted to share that story. Great show, guys. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You were in a medically induced coma? I wish my therapist had that excuse. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Nope. No she excuse. didn't have that excuse. Does she have any excuse? No. She's like, <laughs> it happens. I'm still seeing her because I don't have high self-esteem. But anyway. But the, she, she gave you a discount, right, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she did. She did. She, did. She, she, she was like, okay, we're going to knock off this session. This next yeah. session, freebie. And she, apolog- did she, she did apologize, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, she wasn't as contrite as I would have liked. Uh-huh. But that's my journey. But I'm really glad you beat that bacterial meningitis. Good God. Terrifying. What is bacterial meningitis? Is there another kind of meningitis? Viral. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> there's two just, options. <laughs> but it's not just like... Uh, you know, like I uh, c- 
Like what, babe? Like what? <laughs> I, uh, I, I got like uh, I ate the wrong uh, I ate the wrong kind of plum, and now I have meningitis. I was really struggling. Is there another? <laughs> I was struggling. Hold on. No, no, we're no, not going back. No, no, no. no. You no, want to see this past this? No, no, no. I am. No, no, no. I'm trying to help no, no, you. No. I'm trying to help you help yourself in 2023, okay? I'm trying to help you help yourself, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to Febreze past this. No, no, and no. you out here saying, and why don't we just stop the train in its tracks? I refuse. Yes. Screeching halt, double down. Yes. Yes. Breaking Bad season oh, six style. no. I'm stopping this train. Breaking Bad season six style. To get all the methylamine off. The thing was, Naomi, I was like, what else can you... So viral and bacterial meningitis. Is there any other way you could possibly get meningitis? Can you get it by eating the wrong food? And I don't know why plums. First in my head was raisins. <laughs> then I went to plums from there. So I didn't... I was, it was The first, very first thing that popped into my head was food poisoning. Okay. And I was just like, oh, okay. is that how you... How do you... I don't even know what meningitis is. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. It, you don't want an infection of the sp- fluid around the spinal cord. Oh, Jesus. Yes, the meninges. Oh, the meninges. Yeah, I believe. Isn't that like a character in uh, The Matrix? Can I have another comment or update, please? Sure. Do you remember in Shantira's episode, there was a woman who who called in. She is moving to France to start a PhD program mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. maybe a postdoc, something. I can't yes. remember exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what. And uh, she's worried. You know, she's black. She's worried she's going to be around a bunch of, like, freaks. <laughs> I don't remember what sure. exactly she sure, said. Sure, no, sure. But essentially, you know, you know, academia is yeah, yeah, yeah. fairly white. Euro academia. Especially Euro yeah. academia. Yeah. And she's American, so she was worried about that. Uh, someone called in with some extra advice mm. for her. Okay, we love that. Hey, Andy and Naomi. Um, you can call me Amy. She, her pronouns. Just her, Shantir Jackson's um, podcast. And she said some things that I really need to hear as an academic and a black woman. Uh, I just wanted to give more advice for the caller that was moving to France for their master's program. First of all, I had a friend that did her master's in France really well afterwards. But especially after George Floyd and the New Civil Rights Movement, there's been a lot more black academics that form groups. For example, I'm part of Black and Marine Science and Black Women in Evolution, Ecology, and Marine Science, both those groups, one specifically for black women, one's just Black and Marine Science. And I would encourage the caller to reach out and, um, you know, look for black in and then fill in the blank for whatever their academic thing is. Because we need each other and we have formed some networks, so there is support out there. So, yeah, I'm sending a lot of love to you. Uh, Andy, I hope you found those vegan chicken tenders that I recommended over Instagram. Naomi, if I ever meet you in person, I'm going to be crying all over you. So um, I apologize right now. All right, love you both. Bye. I did not find the chicken tenders, by the way. You didn't. I've looked for chicken. I've looked for some good, some good vegan chicken tenders. For new listeners, I want look the nugget, great shape. Yeah. But I've been vegetarian for almost two decades now, and what I really miss is chicken tenders, tender. chicken fingers. Yep. That shape. Yep. 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 There's something primal about that shape. <laughs> something in my lizard brain reptilian that i desire and i have not found there is a food truck here but it's a food oh, what the, oh fucking los angeles it's yes yeah, so you know it's constantly moving and it's like yes. whenever we want it it's like 
90 minutes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then we're like, yeah, let's do that. And then it's like, no, today we're in Long Beach. And it's like, I'm not today driving. Today we're in Reseda. I'm not driving two hours for a damn vegan, vegan, veggie. Am I stroking out? I'm not driving for a vegetarian chicken tender. Like that newswoman. Do you remember her when yes. she started like. Yeah, she fully had like a stroke. Bertussian. What was it? What did she say? I don't know, but I just hope she got help immediately. I hope so. I think she did or else we wouldn't be laughing about it. What am I saying? Of course, this is America. <laughs> this is humanity. I'm like hoping she was okay. But but yeah, actually, Shantira's ep- the entire episode was fantastic. Shantira is a ray of light. And that, yeah. That was like one where like I I felt so compelled like Shantira had so much funny wisdom. I wanted to be my friend so bad, yeah. and she's so busy, yeah. And I don't know. Have how you to make reached it out to her? No, I'm scared. Oh, because she's like, I think you should. I love life, and I made a garden, and I'm like, great, you're happy. I can't reach out to people who seem like yeah. visibly happy. But I clipped out, and I, yeah. I don't do that very often. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of extra time. <laughs> but I specifically took the time to clip that out. I know. And uh, make a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, mm-hmm. visualization yes, on Instagram yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audiogram. Are we now looking back at last year's episodes? Is that what this <laughs> is? Get, hey, you're the one who picked them. I guess so. <laughs> but that, yeah. Uh, and thank you for uh, the extra advice. Yeah. And if you are the person in France for the master's program, let us know how it's going. We'd love to know. And if you're someone in France, like France is obviously big, but. If anyone's there, maybe you can connect with another couples therapy listener. You never know. You need to find somebody you can trust out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, Naomi, I got a comment here. You know how we're planning our wedding this year? Well, Andy, it's coming up very soon. <laughs> no. March 11th, okay, is when you and I stand before family and friends and say, I do, I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of decisions we have to make. I Andy still doesn't like, have a suit, y'all. <laughs> I look. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I I I realized that I'm like that. Why I'm feeling like um, the pressure's on. It's like well, we have all these like kind of creative projects that we're in the middle of at different stages, and then also I'm like, oh right, we're making like ten different decisions a day for this thing. Uh huh. The thing I've been stressing out about since November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you'd come around eventually. It's a lot. We're doing it, but it's soon. It's soon. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, you know, one of the biggest struggles had been, do we have a DJ or not? Because you and I don't really want a DJ. We want music to be played. We want music to be played, <laughs> and we want people to dance if they want to. But we didn't really want a DJ. We didn't really want to, like, hey, where did folks get, get your derrieres out on the dance floor? Here's Cardi B with wet ass pussy. Wow. I can, that's what I imagine they'll play. And I'm like uh, beyond embarrassed. Like I'm imagining myself being flushed watching like 60 year old Jews. Mm-hmm. Like snap, snapping <laughs> their fingers to Cardi B. And I'm just like, it's just like, it makes me so embarrassed. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I didn't want to have a DJ. But mm-hmm. literally everyone, almost everyone has said, you have to have a DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here's a comment about that. Someone who, well, I'll let it play and you'll hear. Hey, guys. Uh, I love your podcast. I had to pull my car over. My heart is racing. About your wedding DJ situation. Ah, okay. I love to throw a party. I love to throw a good rocking party. So I, before I got married and went through the whole thing, 
Um, I felt the same way as you did. Ugh, why does the DJ have to be so expensive? And everything that people have said to you, how they read the room, et cetera, it is true. What can happen with a playlist is that a random weird slow song will come right after everybody's just in a rocking mood and it'll just kill the vibe and people will sit down. Um, you have no idea. It's like music Russian roulette. You have no idea uh, what's coming when, even if you try to plan the list <laughs> in some kind of semblance of order, it just doesn't, the vibe doesn't happen like that. It happens organically. So I think you have to figure out if you want dancing or not <laughs> at the wedding, because I would hate for you to spend all kinds of money on all the important things of the day, not having a DJ uh, can can sideline that. So my stepdaughter got married last year at our cottage, and they did the DJ playlist. They really are into music. They had great songs, but it just didn't create a vibe of like consistent. Like it just, it, I don't know. The playlist can't read the room. I know it's so cliche. Anyway, I just I had to pull over and just like implore you to think about maybe a listener will step up and be your DJ, but just having somebody in charge of that is so important. So, okay. I love you both. You're amazing. I want you to have the best wedding. And I think this is one of those things you have to, you have to do. Okay. Bye. Hold the car over on the <laughs> side of the road. That's how, you know, someone feels strongly. They're like, I imagine, yeah, they're, lis they're listening, and then you, you hear, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you see, like, uh, like an 18-wheeler, like, can't stop in time, and, like, drifts off into the median, like, smashes, and they're doing a voice note while, like, <laughs> while there's a tractor in the trailer on fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I understand. And, yeah, you, look, you'll be happy to know we have bitten the bullet. We've got a DJ. Yeah. We've gotten a DJ. Begrudgingly, right. I would begrudging. like. Yes. Oh yeah. We're I want the DJ to know. I want them to know. Like, hey, <laughs> we, we don't hired really... you begrudgingly. Yeah. We All don't right? actually want you here. That'll be a fun way to welcome someone <laughs> into a space by saying we don't want you here. Look, you're gonna get a meal. You're gonna, you're get, gonna paid. get money and a meal. So just just don't play WAP, okay? <laughs> no WAP. No Madonna. Nothing sexy. Oh my god, little Andy wanting no Madonna at his bar mitzvah. I did. Yes, <laughs> I told my parents no Madonna. Too erotic. Too I didn't use that phrase. I didn't use the word. She was like, too, probably too, too dirty. Too lascivious. <laughs> He's a man now. He's a man now. He gets to say what's lascivious and what isn't. They ignored me. Of course they, they ignored did. They played it and then you ran into the bathroom freaking out. Crying. You're like, it's too sexy. It's too sexy. I don't want to be a man. Beautiful. Just like <laughs> hitting, my, hitting myself in the groin. <laughs> like, no, you'll never. Nothing will ever happen here. Uh, do we have another one or do we and I'm the sex nuge one exactly I was like you're a sex negative baby do we have any more because I can't wait to answer people's questions because guys we do have questions I should, we didn't tell you up top that we do have questions we will be answering your questions alright Naomi uh, we got one one last comment now uh, you know that as a joke we suggested making couples therapy butt plugs yes people but have been very enthusiastic I was gonna say I was like it, it might actually be happening now it might actually someone we were at a uh, Hanukkah party and I was talking to uh, Atsuko and her husband, who have uh, stormed the world with merchandising. <laughs> and he gave me a company. He's like, this company might be able to make it for you. Wow. And I was like, 
okay. He's like, you should test it out first. You should make that an episode. I'm like, you've never heard the show before, <laughs> have you? That's not what we do here. We got a comment though about the uh, <laughs> of we the many. We got of a lot of comments. comments. We got a lot, we got a lot of butt plug related comments. But here, this is also a uh, well. Here, listen. Hi. So I was just listening to your intro from your most recent podcast, talking about making the butt plugs. And I just wanted to say that I think you should reach out to Dan Savage and give him a call, ask him a question, get on his podcast, and co-design butt plugs because he's always talking about. The designs being good or bad, and don't want to get, don't want it to get uh, stuck up in there. So do a collab with Dan Savage for the butt plugs for the people. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> for the people. Okay, <laughs> collab with Dan Savage for the people. All right, thank you for that hot tip. But I thought that was a good idea. I don't know if it'll be on the show, but like I thought it was a good idea for a guest. If you oh have, yeah, if you have ideas for guests, DM us. We're always open. Maybe, but I say you better be coming through with some contact information, okay? Stop trying to run me around. You say, I want this person, I want that person. Well, honey, I want a million dollars. Can you get them? That's the question. Sure. Anyone friends with Dan Savage out Someone there? Someone who was like, we want Bob the Drag Queen, connected us, made that happen, okay? That's what I need. I need you taking steps one through three. Okay. Don't just be coming up in my DMs asking me for things, because I can't. Is Dan Savage's me. best friend a listener? <laughs> Hook us up. Dan Savage's publicist. Dan Savage's manager. Dan Savage's bestie. You listen it. <laughs> Help us make a dream come true. Yes. And if you have other suggestions for guests and you are friends with them, <laughs> DM us. And you are willing to connect us to them. Okay. If we have to do the legwork, it's not going to happen. It ain't leg day for me. <laughs> I ain't doing no legwork. It's never leg day for it's you. It's never leg day. It's never leg day. All right, Naomi, why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, we're going to answer some of your advice questions. Engaging in, yeah, the first the first thing we've had, you've had a cup of tea, no breakfast yet, I've had a Diet Coke, and I'm swimming in caffeine. Coke right. and intimacy, the Andy Beckerman story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Naomi, so um, there were a couple questions, either, well, I don't know, I just want to play one of them. Okay. This came to us, 
I guess what I wanted to say was these were some of them were questions that like I never found a good place to do on an episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this one came to us after SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade. And well, let me just play it. And I think, I don't know. I think I just never found a good place to put it in, in a, uh, a regular episode. Here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Uh, Naomi, I've been a fan. I listened to the very first episode of Hysteria and have been a fan ever since. And recently discovered this podcast when searching for Naomi content. (laughs) Your special came out and you were just a joy. You bring me joy. Thank you so much for everything you do. And Andy, you're great too. (laughs) Um, So just like... (laughs) everyone out there and I'm sure you're getting lots of calls about the decision and it's rough and I'm seeing all of these messages about the general strike and I really want to participate but I work for a minority small business. It's a mail-in small business. Our staff meeting on Friday, the owner didn't exactly have the best way of approaching the news. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, if I don't go to work, things don't happen. And I'm managing a very large project that is kind of keystone for this company at this moment in time. And if I don't go to work, things might not get done, and it could be bad news. And I'm just struggling with, does my striking and not working do anything? I mean, obviously, for me personally, like, yeah, a day. But, it like, to make a notice, more than one day is needed, right? I just... Thank you for all you do. And I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves as well. And cheers to everyone who's in the fight. And thank you. Bye-bye. Well, okay. First of all, thank you so much for the kind words up top. Yeah. But I do think that, yes, even though this is obviously in direct... um, in relation to that general strike, you know... That never happened. This is the thing. I still think that, you know, this is actually a larger question, right? that is evergreen in a way when it comes to, you know, what actions do I take in the face of injustice? And when I take those actions, who am I ultimately serving? Yes. That's the reason why I wanted to play this because I thought it was an important thing to talk about. We don't really talk about, we try not to talk about politics. Obviously it leaks through. (laughs) It's easy for me to do it. It's not easy for you to do it. Yeah. It leaks, you know, and I think it's really important for people to know, like, well, what can I actually do? Mm-hmm. And what's going to hurt? What's what's what will hurt and what will harm? Uh, right. You know, there was no general strike. We don't really have. This is the thing that I, from what I understand, is we don't have enough union density for there to really be a general strike. There mm-hmm. are points where there could be a strike that could gum up the works, mm-hmm. like the railroad. If the railroad workers had struck. Mm-hmm. Or if there had been a wildcat strike after they had um, after the. 
after the government forced them to go back to work with no sick days. Mm-hmm. That could have gummed up the works. Um, airline, you saw during the holidays when most of the Southwest workers were like, fuck this. There was a TikTok I saw where like um, some walmart worker like you showed me this right they got on oh the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Horn, on the PA system <laughs> and they were just like hey uh fuck this uh my boss is a pervert right see ya yep um and i think like you know if you had like grocery store workers strike there mm-hmm. are places where right, like of course where you can have where there are where there are um hinge points where there are i don't know what you call them but there are um and uh inflection points maybe yep. right where you can gum up the works but in general we don't have enough union density there's mm-hmm. not enough like labor isn't strong enough for there to be something so the question is well what do you do and i've been thinking about that right do you work in a place that is not unionized organize organize your workspace right right i mean in the case of this person who called in too where it's like okay you work for a small business um, you said that your boss didn't say the greatest thing, meaning was it insensitive? Like, was it like tone deaf? Like they didn't know what to say? Or was it the sense that this person is actually not an ally in any way? And those are two different things. Neither one are, is good, but you know, you know, I guess the point is like you not showing up to work for a small business. Actually, aside from what you said, where you're like, if I don't come, things don't get done. And it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the point. So that's not even really, mm-hmm. the, that's not the question as much as, you know, you not showing up, what does that do to the people in power in terms of changing their point of view or behavior on an issue? Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, in this, in this job that you're in, in this organization, this, you know, business, I don't know how many people are there, you know, whatever, like, would that have done something? Um, the answer this, is no. Exactly. Well, then that's my right. Like that's. What, I mean, and I wasn't answering for her, but I'm like, you tell me. Like, would that have been it? You know, when we're talking about those things, but, um, you know, then okay, if it's not, if that's not what you do in your own job, you know, as you were saying, the organize, um, and not simply like oh unionize, but I mean like no, I th- go no, to organize <laughs> that, but also like go find there are or there are organizations that have been doing the work of trying to enshrine and protect Roe v. Raid for decades. You can go do something with them. If you if you're if what you're feeling is like I want to take some action, yeah. Then go where the work is already being done by people. But I I would say I would I think more so than simply like that like I'm not going to go to work today. Yes, I think that's you know, well, it depends on what the well, organization on the work, is. Yeah, it depends on because where, there are yeah. plenty of organizations that work with kind of like corporate Democrats that do things that don't actually help uh, women's rights or abortion rights. They say they are for those kind those things. And then what they do is they help elect like, you know, anti-choice Democrats. Like the guy in Texas, was it Henry Queller or whatever? And that stuff like drives me nuts. I think like local organizations are probably your best. If you want to volunteer, look, here's, your, here's the things I've been thinking of. One, organize your, your work site. Right. Mm-hmm. Unionize. All right. Build density in the labor sector so that there is enough power to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. To work with a local organization that actually has a record of helping women. Well, of course. Or helping- that's, well, that's what I mean, though. When I say like, yes, yeah, some of the rest, like do your research. I'm not saying you just go knock on the first door you see or you Google, you Google uh, anti- I didn't think you, you were, know what but I mean? I, like I, do the do yeah, yeah. do the work to find the people who are most in line with your values. Yeah, I didn't think you were saying that. I love you. <laughs> it's twenty twenty three, and I love you. Hold on, let's engage in intimacy okay, for a moment. Let's engage in intimacy. All right, there it is. I love you. I love you. 
But here's the thing, you know, it, uh, the the idea between performative activism mm-hmm. and actually affecting the levers of power really, you know, it's something that I've been obsessing over for no. a long time yeah, now. Yeah. You it's know, I joined DSA in 2018 because of the the private prisons that operate migrant concentration camps here in California. And I've been spending the last four years trying to figure out. So there's one specifically called Adelanto, which is about 90 minutes outside of Los Angeles. That's run by this billion dollar private prison company called Geo Group. Mm-hmm. And the question is like, what can you do to actually affect a billion dollar company? What can you actually do to affect SCOTUS, who is um, anti-democratic, unelected mm-hmm. judges? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do right. to actually like right. they, they did this thing? So how do you actually like affect them? Right. And uh, you have to do a, an analysis of like, well, where where can you where are the cracks in the armor? Yeah. That where you can affect power mm-hmm. in those ways. For example, Geo Group is a publicly traded company. This is the thing that like I think we're going to do this year, which is a kind can of you like, give it away. Can you tell us now? Sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> just because I don't want them. Like, get, I don't want them getting wins. It's the not plan. A it's not I don't a want secret. them getting wins. The plan. No, no, it's not a secret. But like you, you can have a divestment campaign that ask people to divest from this company. Right. Right. Okay, that's that's one way. I you know, and it's, it's one of the ways you can you can affect power. Right. Right? Right. And I think that question has to be like, okay, how do you enshrine Roe v. Wade in law? Mm-hmm. I mean, they the Democrats should have done it in the lame yeah. duck period. I mean, but obviously like they want to use it as a as yep. a fundraising thing, but mm-hmm. You know, you could have gotten rid of the filibuster. You could have done it, but <laughs> they didn't. So what can you do, right? And I think part of it is electing more and more progressive. I was going to say Democrats, but progressives, period. Period, yeah. That will actually fight for it. And then do with some analyses. And mm-hmm. like, where else can you? Mm-hmm. I don't have the answers, but I'm right, like, I think, right. I think there is hope there. Yeah, and where, I mean, but also, as you said too, you know, doing things locally, right? Looking at your city looking at your town who's who's running things there these people that we didn't really know much about or care much about before 2016 Mm -hmm. and then suddenly we were like oh shit okay we gonna have to try to do some managing up because it's not it's not going the way we thought it would go wow we never thought it was just gonna go a certain way is beyond me but it's like doing that kind of stuff and i do think people are shifting in that direction but you know i mean i hear you that feeling of like what do I do and what is helpful and what, you know, and just, you know, as you said, it's like, what is, who, who am I ultimately serving by taking this action? And, uh, you know, as Andy is saying too, like, what are the inflection points? What are the cracks in the armor that can actually make a change? And those are the things that you have to like research and read up on and talk about and find out from other people who have been in the trenches doing the work for years. I love you. Is there another question, Andy? Yeah. So this is a holiday question. And, you know, we took a break mostly. In, I, I can't remember when we taped our last episode, but, you know. It was like two weeks off. We didn't do that much breaking. Well, well, we Who stopped knows? recording we well in advance of that. And so we, this came in and uh, I wanted to get to it because maybe we can help this person for next year. Maybe other people. Bookmark this app. Bookmark this Bookmark app. Bookmark this app. Let's do it again in 11 months. I would say download it every day. Download this every day so you remember. (laughs) All right. Do you want to read it, Naomi? Sure. Hey, Andy and Naomi. I have an urgent Christmas question about my partner's parents. 
so sorry. You said it was urgent. My bad. We've been dating three years and we're lesbians, but my partner told me she had come out really young and her parents were chill now. So after the first year of dating, we went to her mom's for Christmas. I planned and purchased with her thoughtful gifts for every member of her family that was going to be present. And I love Christmas. So I was very excited to join in their festivities. By the end of the night, I was in tears. I was basically ignored as one by one, they all gave expensive gifts to my partner and ignored me. At the end of the night, someone managed to find an old lotion in the house that they hurriedly gifted me. Uh. Keep in mind, everyone knew I was going to be there and her mother had actually invited me over the phone, so I was super confused. Then we went to her dad's house where the same thing happened. Plus, they wanted family photos and I was left in the living room alone as they all went in the back room to do that for 40 plus minutes. Cripes. Good Lord. After that, I told my partner I would no longer participate in Christmas with her family and if she wanted to go, she could go alone. Last year, we actually moved away, so I didn't have to worry about all this. But this year, we're back, and they extended the invitation again. It's been three years, and my partner thinks it will be fine, and they'll be more accepting of me now, but I don't see any evidence to support that. They don't ask about me. I no longer join in when they call or FaceTime, and on the rare occasions I go over, I'm basically treated as if I don't exist. (sighs) What should I do? Christmas and family are important to me, but I refuse to be treated like crap. My partner doesn't know what to do either. Any, Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to say, I don't have any family of my own we can celebrate with. My family was abusive and disowned me when I came out, so we can't even lie and say we're going to them instead. Help. Thank you again. Anonymous. Anonymous, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry to hear this. This is a terrible, terrible feeling to have to sit through Mm. on fucking holidays Mm. with people who invited you in the first fucking place so i'm gonna say that right now i am so so sorry um if you would follow up with us and let us know how this christmas went i'm so sorry we weren't able to get to this but but clip this out play this for your girlfriend's parents hey stop being such shitheads y'all are shitheads y'all are shitheads (laughs) hey shitheel stop being a shithead if you love your child and your child loves this person, you treat them with kindness and decency and respect. If you invite somebody to your home for a holiday, you welcome them with open arms. If you don't know what to get that person, you call up your child and say, what would she like as a gift? If you get your daughter a PlayStation, you better get her girlfriend too. Something no, I'm saying right now, two. Two PlayStations. Yes, to make up for being such shitty people. I am so sorry. I also, you know, it's obviously compounded by the fact that, as you said, you don't have anywhere else to go for Christmas. Do you have friends that you have celebrated with in the past? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like chosen family hangs that you've done uh, since you and your parents have stopped <laughs> talking um, because that's what I think you should do on Christmas because you say your girlfriend thinks it's going to be fine. But my question would be, has she spoken to them? That's on her. Andy and I have been together 13 years almost. And we still delegate our parents to one another. Meaning Andy, you handle your people. I'm gonna handle my people. <laughs> it is a hundred percent her responsibility to talk to her parents you know, and this does not have to be, I mean, it, it can be whatever it wants, but you know, hey, she was here last time. Nobody gave her anything. Nobody talked to her. How would that make you feel, person, if, if you showed up to somebody's house for the holidays and they just acted like you were, you know, part of the set dressing, okay? 
I will go to dad and go, you know, and maybe, maybe, maybe. And again, this is not even okay, but maybe that first Christmas, you know, where they're like, oh, well, they just been dating a little while. We don't know her. So I could see maybe the family photo, maybe like, do I be one of the person in the photo? Even though you take at least like one with them. Do you know what I mean? Like you take at least something, just be like, oh, come on. And it's like, okay, now we just want some of the kids or whatever you do. But I can get when you're like, oh, we don't know how long they're going to be together. But after three years, after this time, it's like, this. you're a fixture. Also, you're you not can, just like a side piece who's coming around for the holiday. You Photoshop people out easily <laughs> these days, all right? Even like the iPhone thing, you can just push the person and it cuts them out of the background. <laughs> Photoshop has a thing where you can just outline a person and get them out. Okay, so you know what? Take don't the group even pick. yeah. Take, take the, group the group pick. pick. Don't even do the one with uh, okay. Now just the kids without the significant others. All right, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's in that's a world of Photoshop, everybody's in the picture. These parents are even worse. Yeah, I get that. I think it's you know, I think that it is a hundred percent on your partner to have this conversation. Now, of course you cannot control that conversation. You can't coach her. You can be like, you have to say this and you have to say that. But I think that's the big thing here because if you know, this is you guys have been together three years, you're going to be with them. You know, if, if your relationship continues, you become part of this group of people. And if this group of people is going to continue to treat you like that, that's a problem. That's a problem. And you don't want to be spending, you know, Christmas five years from now by yourself while she goes home to her family. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not, you know, as you said, if you're like, you're not part of the FaceTimes, they don't seem to be asking about you or interested in you. You know, it's it's tricky because if you remove yourself from the FaceTimes and the conversations, then they take, they can interpret that as like, well, she doesn't want to talk to us. But if you come in and like try to join in and be like, hey, how are you? And then they like, don't want to have a conversation with you, then you know. You but, see what I'm saying? No, I don't. I think I don't think that they would think if they are like standoffish and shitty and the caller removes herself from the FaceTimes or whatever, I think they won't give a shit. Well they won't give a shit, but I'm saying they will be they will ration they'll be like, well she doesn't talk to us. But I don't you think they I'm will saying? but I'm saying I don't think they will rationalize like that. I just think they won't care. I think they'll be like like oh if great confronted. But I'm saying again if your partner goes to them because they're going to go and be like, hey, you don't include you don't include my girlfriend in the holiday, the conversation, the family gatherings. And it sucks. You know, you say you're comfortable with me being out or it's like, OK, or if you don't like my partner for some reason, because, right, people can just not like you sometimes, which is sucks, but it's life get over it <laughs> like it's like if this is not even about you know it's but like, i think that's it i think that's the more thing like i don't care what their reasons are yeah and i, I don't care what their rationalizations are they're being shitty stop it <laughs> that's it it's just yeah. like hey uh it, it's it's incumbent upon your girlfriend to go to them and be like hey i mean you know be a little kinder than this like don't say stop being shitty but you know whatever the kind version of that is is like hey why are you or i would even ask them like why are you doing this well that's what i mean though like this conversation is like hey you do this thing because first it's like if for some reason these people don't even recognize what they're doing you tell them are they wasps in my mind they're waspy and then you know if you know you tell them like this is what's you know you say this is what's going on and this is how it feels to be on the other side of that behavior you know, and if they, and if they, again, if they get defensive, if they reject it, if you say they're like, whatever, well, then that's your answer. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, 
feel bad, apologize, and send your girlfriend home with gifts for you, then okay, then I'll see you next year. I say this, no matter what, though, next time you're at their house for Christmas, regardless of what, I say go to whatever their manger scene is, okay. dropkick the baby Jesus, okay, and then point to them through the window. Like, look what I just did. Yeah, it's going to be you next. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Drag your index finger across your throat. <laughs> kick the kick the baby Jesus out of the manger. Like yeah. drop kick it. Yep. Point to them through the window and then <laughs> and then drag your index finger across your throat. Yep. Merry Christmas, bitch. <laughs> That's what you do. I'm sorry. Again, I am sorry. That yeah. sucks. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. And um let us know what you ended up doing this past Christmas. Yeah, please. Uh this last question, Naomi. Uh it's it's pretty heavy. I'll, I'm gonna give uh, uh, everyone a warning about that but um I- i've wanted to answer it. i just never found a good uh episode i've never felt like the i'm like can this guest handle this so but want, here it is you and me here it is uh, you and me. hopefully we can help hello andy and naomi um you can call me m and this question is um kind of heavy so just content warning my boyfriend's best friend just committed suicide two weeks ago and it has been awful um, and of course been awful for him, but as well as me, um, obviously, I just wanted to know if you have any advice on how to be a good support, um, while still being able to go through this myself. Uh, I also just had a grandfather die right before this happened and he just had his grandmother die right before this happened. So it's been a whole mess. Um, that is all. Love your show. Bye. Mm. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Grief on grief on grief. Loss, loss, loss. That is horrible. I'm so sorry for both of you guys. That's terrible. But how to be a good, a supportive partner when you also going through it? Yeah, I think a gen- it's a that's general question. It's like, it how are you? How yeah. can you be? I mean, it's I mean, it's applicable. You know, again, in different. Obviously, there are gradations of sort of the level of support someone needs, depending on what they're going through. But um, I think it's this it's the same behavior, regardless of what they're going through, meaning like, you know, um, offer your presence, offer your support whenever possible, I think. But also at the same time, doing what you need to take care of yourself. Right. Like that, you know. I don't know if y'all live together or not. If you're in two separate places, uh, that will obviously affect what this looks like. Because if you don't live in this together, you can really take time to be by yourself and like process your feelings, do your writing, talk to the people you need to talk to before you reach out to him. You know what I mean? Like old school, put your mask on before helping assisting other people. You can do that. Now, if you guys are living together and, you know, and, kind of going through it side by side simultaneously, it may be harder to get your own private time to deal and process. Well, you know what we do? What do we do, Andy? Separate ends of the apartment. Well, sure. You watch Midsummer Murders. I watch Fleischman is in trouble. <laughs> well, but I mean, but it is different though, because you are someone who doesn't, you know, you don't really tell me where you're at until you've all already gone through it a lot of times. Yeah, maybe. Whereas I definitely talk in process or like when I'm in it. It's like, you know, I'm in it. Because I don't know it. I don't give myself the time usually to sit and process. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would say that. I would say actually give yourself the time to process right. the stuff. I think a lot of the times, I don't think I'm that weird in that 
respect. I think yeah. a lot of the modern world, instead of like processing things, we do whatever we can to distract ourselves from those things. Yeah. And we push, we kick the can down the road. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I would say pick that can up, yeah. pour yourself a, is the can? <laughs> what is the can that we're kicking down the road? I would say there pour. Could, there could be stuff in it, but it could, I mean, I'm imagining an empty can, yeah, but certainly if it's full, crack it open. Clean it. <laughs> Clean pour it yourself up. a glass of Diet ground. Coke. Yep. And sip deep of the can. <laughs> sip deep of the can of right life. Right now. Yes. Sip yeah. deep of the can of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, instead of kicking it down the road. Right. Uh, yes. Pick up that can. Yep. Pick. Is that a good t-shirt? Pick up that can, girl. <laughs> no, but really, I'm. you know, I, I think there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, the last three years has been... You know, lowercase t trauma after lowercase t trauma after uppercase t trauma. Right. Right. For a lot of people. And unless you take the time just to sit and kind of process it, obviously, you know, we're huge proponents of therapy. If you can do therapy, all that other kind of stuff. I mean, that's like just baseline. But of the stuff you can do yourself, sit with it. Right. And think through it. Right. And feel it in its most... In its strongest feelings. Yeah. Whatever that means. Well, no, I think so. I think another thing, too, is like, you know, there's always a temptation when the person you love is hurting or struggling, you want to fix it and you want to like cheer them up, you know? And certainly between you also going through these losses, not only do you not, you may not have the bandwidth to do that, being like, I'm going to cheer you up when you're like, shit, I'm struggling too. But it's also like, that's not what you have to do. That's why when I say it's like, be there for the person, like, literally, like, be okay in the silence, be okay in the boredom, be okay in the, you know, it's, 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 tough. it's echoing what you're saying, Andy, which is like, feel it, like, you don't have to fix this, you don't have to, like, be upbeat, be like, let's go, let's go to the movies, you know, trying to find things to take each other or him out of what it is, it's like, certainly if he comes and is like, hey, we should, let's go somewhere, let's take a walk, let's do something, it's like, you know, be game for that. But I don't think you need to be feeling like, oh, what do I do to make his hurt go away? Because that's actually not your responsibility. And it's actually not something you can do. And and I, that's a lesson I've had to learn. Because I'm also like, not only is it a kind of like, well, I don't want you to feel bad, Naomi. Mm-hmm. But there's also this kind of like, because uh, my antenna's up and I'm like sucking in your vibes yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) sucking in your energy to your vibes yeah like a vampire with an antenna this makes sense right this metaphor no but like i'm like feeling what you're feeling right i'm like oh i don't want to feel like this so i'm if i make you feel better and then i've had to learn to be like nope it's okay i mean sometimes i want to make you know don't don't totally like leave them alone and be like and and let them wallow right of course but like there are times when there's nothing you can do like if it's a mood as opposed to a feeling Mm -hmm. you can't do anything about the mood a feeling if like you stub your toe i'm gonna go like rub your toe and i'm gonna (laughs) go is that the voice from the beginning did i do it again i told you Uh i told you i'm gonna rub your toe hey (laughs) it sounds like a threat when you say (laughs) (laughs) if you don't give me 20 dollars i'm gonna rub your toe Oh, never again. If you don't Ew, give me $20, I'm going to rub your toe. Is that a voiceover uh, <laughs> casting agents? <laughs> or like, oh, that voice would be perfect for... A scary cockroach. On Bluey. <laughs> but yeah, but <laughs> there are times when, like in a situational, right? When 
uh, you can do something to cheer the other person up, whether it's uh, you're doing a little dance, like I tried to do for you earlier, Naomi, <laughs> yep, yep. Or, <laughs> or ordering them their favorite food, uh-huh. which you know is very much my love language. Yeah. Um, but there are things that can happen, but it's also, again, p- again, part of that too is like showing up for that person and you know, you know we've all been down that feeling when you're really in it. Even when someone does something nice, you may not have this amazing response to it, right? Because when you're down, you can see you'd be like, oh, thanks. But like, this is another thing too. Again, part of being there, like letting the feelings be what they are. Meaning if you try to do something and he's not like so grateful and excited and showering you with love, you know, try your best not to get resentful, not to be angry. And that's why I always say like, don't even try so hard to like fix or make better or elicit a specific response. But that's what I was trying to say. Like, don't like, okay. Suss out what it is, mood or feeling. Is it something like, you know, again, I don't know why that but, was the dumb thing. Stub the toe, right? Something. This that, is something not that. that we know that this in this situation. I know, but there are there, but like because grief is you know comes in waves, and because there's like different kind of just like regions of grief that mm-hmm. you go through, yeah, right? Yeah. There are some things where you can be there and help the person, and there are some times where you just have to be with them mm-hmm. and that's just. True. And just be okay with whatever they're feeling mm-hmm. and not try to fix it. Yeah. And you have to kind of like read it in the moment. And maybe you'll fuck up and maybe you'll like, you know, you will order them some delicious vegetarian chicken tenders and it just won't, you know, it, yeah. it, it won't, won't hit. Do, it won't it help. Won't hit. It won't help. You know, I think now you're right though. In that, those moments and something I, again, I've had to learn, which is just like, oh, they're going to go through it. And it's up to you. It's a, incumbent upon you to kind of deal with your own emotions and not well and this is what can be hard when you're also dealing with a loss yourself right because you're already you're already depleted you're already hurting and so that's why i'm like the pressure has got to be off to be a fixer and be put together the same way we're talking about allowing your partner to feel what they feel you have to allow yourself to feel what you feel so and that's why that again that part of that question of whether you live together or not sort of making sure you have your own space your own people your own time this could also be one of those times in the relationship where as much as you love each other you're leaning on other people you know like it it doesn't always have to come from your lover the like support sometimes it's like oh i need to go to one of my best friends because he actually can't right now takes a village takes a village i don't i don't know if anyone's ever said anything like that before yeah 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 i don't think i've ever heard it i yeah i definitely haven't and i i would say that it's it's a uh, would you say it's like a great thing that i've said you should definitely write that down yeah you have to do you think i should write a little book maybe called it takes a village that that could possibly like that could be huge change things for people that could be huge so there's your 2023 (laughs) Uh, writing that book. Thank <laughs> what God. Would, what if I were, truly was ignorant? Both of us were ignorant of that, and, and then I did write the book and I tried to sell it. And everyone's like, um, uh, "Hillary Clinton wrote this already." I'm like, "What? Who? Are you, what are you talking about?" I came up with this on the podcast, <laughs> and, then, and then everyone, like everyone in the audience, like reaffirms, like ironically reaffirms me. They're like, "Oh yeah, Eddie, that's great. You should do that." And I, no one in your life is honest yeah. with you. Yeah, no one in my life is honest. Sounds good. <laughs> You should keep writing. I love these essays. Um, yeah, what if everyone was ironically supportive of me? And then I... Not even ironic, just like truly trying to bring you down. Just like <laughs> people who just don't want, They're like, I don't want to argue with him. Just tell him it's new. Um, so we hope that helps. We hope you guys... Um, I thought this was important because like there is... A, like these last couple years have been like full of this kind of stuff. And so I just want to like talk about it. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're totally right. It is like, um, 
it is it is hard and it also happens to couples and not even just couples just again when you like live with somebody as you said like you're just like taking their energy even i mean people deal with the roommates like this where it's like hey this person who i'm around is going through something and i don't know how to handle it you know yeah, so it's very like, it's and, and i'm going through my own thing too yeah. so it's like I my first it. roommate after college who uh who was going through uh, learning how to clean for the first time because uh, he came from a very rich family, never had to, and then destroyed my spaghetti pot because yeah. he wanted to clean the floor and he put a... <gasps> didn't we didn't oh, have a, yeah. didn't have did. a bucket, so he, he got bleach, oh, and poured it in the spaghetti pot, and then psychopath. stuck the mop into the pot. A psychopath. And then I was like, hey, why, why is the... Why is the <laughs> I went to it was on the ground and I pick it up and it's uh it was empty. He he, he always dumped the bleach out. Uh but the it, it eaten through the bottom of the Yeah, pot. sure. <laughs> babe, buy a bucket. Buy a bucket, babe. I would scream to this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First room, I don't want to name you. I don't want to name and shame you. Hopefully. Well, hope hopefully you know how to clean now. He's married with uh, children, so hopefully he's oh, learned. Shit. Who knows? He might he might have somebody doing the cleaning for him. Well, Andy, mm-hmm. it's been great having intimacy with you in this episode. We're staring at each other's eyes again. Staring at each other's eyes. I'm now holding your hand. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, just, I literally just noticed. Oh, I'm that's like, right. That's so funny. I was like... How disconnected from my body am I? Where, like, you say it, and then I'm like, oh, right, you are holding my hand. Y'all, I've been holding his hand for a full two minutes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's what that warp is? <laughs> Well, guys, I hope you know what this warmth is. This warmth is an episode of Couples Therapy. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with a wonderful guest. Should I say who it is? Okay. Annalie Ashford. Annalie Ashford, Broadway's own, and welcome to Chippendale's own, Annalie Ashford. But, so we will see you at next week. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.